Hey guys, thank you for listening to Garage Life on the Harley Showcase podcast and welcome. Brought to you by TM Law. Contact us for any personal injury related needs at 888-400-0322. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode. And uh, on today's episode, we're going to come at you a little bit different course normally i have a guest but this time i wanted to do a little uh, solo recap of my laguna seca trip um, so if you can bear listening to just me for the next uh, little bit um, enjoy this one i want to give you guys a recap of how it started what my day started like where i went how it was and uh, everything else that happened in between so uh keep back relax and uh, let's get into this one all right here we go This, I'll be honest with you. First of all, this is a little weird. I literally am just kind of sitting in my garage right now. And, um, you know, I was thinking in my head, I thought, you know, I want to give people my experience from Laguna Seca. Um, I, I have some stuff that I have scheduled with some of the guys that were racing out there. Um, but scheduling wise, um, you know, and from a time perspective, it just happened. I just got back from the trip. It's fresh. And so I wanted to put, um, my stuff out there, kind of like what my experience was with it and walk you guys through my day and, you know, my trip. So, um, you know, a little bit different. Um, I'm thinking maybe I will kind of introduce some little mini things like this. Maybe it's a 20 minute podcast or maybe it's on a topic or something trending. I don't know. I'm just kind of tinkering with ideas. Um, but, um, for this one, I wanted to give you guys a little recap of my Laguna Seca thing. So, um, it kind of started to be honest with you. I, I wasn't a hundred percent, uh, gonna go, but my homeboy Mike from uh, my garage, who's racing in the uh, King of the Baggers um, series, um, hit me up, and or actually, he'd hit me up a little bit before and um, asked me about going. And I told him, you know, I got kids. He knows, he knows the drill. He's got kids himself, but I got small ones, you know. So I try and be, you know, mindful of it, you know. But I kind of I need to be out there. But I, I got kids I need to be home with and a wife and all that stuff that I need to be home with. And, uh, and then quite frankly, that I want to spend time with. But the truth of the matter is, is, you know, if I'm doing this, it's important to be out there. To, it's important to experience it. Um, yes. Is it fun? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm out there working right now a little bit, too. Well, a lot of it. <laughs> Forget a little bit. I'm out there working um, a lot, you know, gathering content, talking to people, meeting people, scheduling podcasts, putting my name out there. You know, just it's it's kind of a networking thing. You kind of have to be out there. It's it, I'm going to these events with a little bit different mindset that I used to go to them. If that kind of if you guys can kind of like vibe with me on that. So, um, it, it kind of started there. That was kind of the beginning of like, am I going to go Laguna Seca? And then Mike had actually posted something that he was going to need maybe some help, like in his paddock area, um, with getting the bike prepped. And, um, because, uh, you know, one of the guys that he races with also was going to be racing and that's usually, you know, his partner and stuff where they're working, you know, uh, on each other's bikes, helping each other out and whatnot. And so he had um, put something out there and I said, hey, man, he's my boy, you know, and if somebody needs help in that sense, he's right here. He's hometown. And if someone needs help, I can turn a wrench. Of course, I'm not I'm not uh, scared of that or worried about that. And I know that he trusts that I can do that as well um, and be useful, not just like in the way. And so I hit him up. I said, hey, did you find somebody? I'm down to do it. And uh, he said, I think I did. 
and um, but he ended up getting me a ticket nonetheless. And so I thought, hell yeah, man, I appreciate that. And um, shout out to Jim uh, at my garage who came through with those tickets for me as well. Um, I think that's actually where they came from because Mike's over there at my garage. Uh, but Mike hooked me up with it. It was through Mike that I got him more than likely through Jim. And then Jim actually sent me a couple myself as well. Um, so, you know, big shout out to Jim and the, and the team over there at my garage. Um, they all, you know, they're always taking care of me, man. I'm, I'm, I've been a customer. I've been a friend of theirs for, for a very long time. So, um, you know, they're always kind of helping, helping their friends and their customers, loyal customers kind of out, you know, when they can. So they hooked me up with a ticket. And so, um, I told my wife, I said, Hey, Mike needs a little bit of help in the, uh, in the thing. And that's originally, to be honest with you, what I was planning on going up there and doing. Um, I wanted, uh, I ended up messaging Mike a couple of days before. And he's like, I think I got somebody. He's like, you can go one way or the other, whether you help me out or not, you'll be up there. And I was like, all right, cool. And it got later into the week and he never really was like, hey, I need you there at such and such a time, you know, um, but he, I, it seemed as if he already kind of had it all worked out. And so it turned into, hey, I'm going to go up there. I'm, if, my, if my boy needs my hands on his bike, then I'm going to jump in there. and I got no problem doing that. But they had all that covered. Um, their whole team was there. Um, a lot of friends there. A lot of people, they had, they had their whole assembly, you know, and their team covered. So um, it was clear that I, you know, I, I didn't need to be helping out if anything it was probably at that point now where it's like you guys got it covered if i come in and step in now i'm gonna be in the way type thing um and so yeah i had a ticket and i'm like you know what i gotta go and experience this i want i want to experience it and again i need to i i need to if i'm gonna be anything in this you know whether it's a, a voice or just you know speaking on it or talking about it well then i need to be the fuck out there right and so um the wife said, go for it, you know, go, you know, and, and the plan was when I left or when I planned the trip was to go there and come back the same day. And some people are like, what the fuck? You're crazy. Cause it, from my place, it's four hours and, uh, about 250 miles or something like that. So from where we live, it's about four hours or so. So 500 plus miles in, you know, round trip, if I were to go there, you know, there and back and really not a for me, not a huge deal. Um, long day, yeah, but not really a big deal for me to do five, six hundred miles in a day. Um, I enjoy it actually. You know, it's just nice long stretches on the road. You know, uh, but the plan was for me to go up there and, and come back. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit. Didn't quite work out that way. Uh, nobody I saw was really kind of mobbing out from this area. I did have some friends that were going, but they were leaving Friday. So they were going to stay there Friday night. And then, you know, they were, they were making a whole weekend of it. And so not a whole lunch, a lot of people were going from this area. And so I put some stuff out there on my Instagram and stuff like, Hey, I'm going to roll out from this area. If anybody's going out, a couple of people were cutting across through like the 166 from like Bakersfield area, a couple of homies from out in that area. Trevor was, was coming out that way, but they were trailer in their stuff that, but Nobody was really going out that way, but um, Curtis uh, down here, local guy, Port Wynemi-ish area, somewhere, Oxnard area, somewhere out there, um, he's like, hey, man, I'm down to roll, and uh, uh, I said, cool, he, he actually got a, a couple more tickets, I think, from Jim himself, because Jim was, like, giving away some tickets on his Instagram, like, 
I don't know if you showed that you had, I don't know. Jim was doing something to, to get people to, or give people some tickets. So, um, Curtis got a couple of tickets from him as well. And so Curtis hit me up and he's like, I'm down to go. And I told Curtis, Hey, I'm going to come back the same day. And he's like, perfect. That's, that's, I'm, I'm good with that. And so we set a meet time of uh, 5 a.m. Uh, Saturday morning or a kickstand up time of 5 a.m. And uh, we left 5.05, something like that, and uh, headed up to 101. And uh, I've ridden all that stuff from my house all the way. Well, I mean, I've ridden the whole 101 all the way up, you know, Frisco and, and, and up there. So see, getting past all the stuff I've seen in the dark, well, I've seen all the stuff in the dark, but getting out of all the shit, getting past Santa Barbara and all that stuff, um, in the dark was cool. Cause then once the sun started coming up, which we were kind of in like, uh, Santa, Santa Maria, you know, Los, o um, yeah, like Santa Maria, Pismo beach area, the sun started to come up. And once you kind of get past that, you're like in central California and, I love it when you get past that. I don't know that Central California area on that 101, man. It's it's dope once you get into the Pismo, Morro Bay, and then you get up into, you know, Central California area. So I, I love all that um, that 101. I love that part of the ride. Um, but we did a, a straight haul from Ventura to where did we stop? Was it San Luis Obispo? I don't know. We had like you know like Harley you know shows that you have however many miles left on your reserve tank or whatever i think we both i think mine said low when we pulled into the first gas station and curtis was like yeah i think mine said i had like nine or 11 miles or something like that and uh he goes that was my longest haul ever like you know from one one longest stretch uh from from one thing i'm like yeah i usually i mean that's usually the way i like to roll especially when you're like on a stretch of road like the 101 where you're it's pretty easy to find a gas station along that stretch. There's maybe pockets of it that are like 30 miles or something, 20 miles where you won't find a gas station. It's not very long. Um, so I usually like to ride like one full gas tank at a time from, from F to E <laughs> from full to empty. Um, just cause like, especially when I'm just trying to burn miles, like I'm trying to like, just go, uh, which is what I was trying to do at the, on the first leg was just like, go because i don't need to see anything in the dark there's nothing for me to see i'm just trying to eat miles and you know kind of eat time get you know efficient time and so did a full tank of gas um i don't remember how many it was 150 i'm not sure um i can't remember my my damn my bike sucked that 58 millimeter throttle body and those injectors and all that shit um it sucks a little bit of gas, you know, and I'm a little heavy handed uh, as most of you probably, uh, are as well. <laughs> um, so, uh, hit our first stop, I think it was San Luis Obispo that we stopped. It might've even been a little bit farther, but anyways, got some breakfast, hit up a Denny's, um, got some breakfast, got some gas and then, uh, got on the road. Um, about 10 minutes later, uh, about like yeah maybe five ten minutes down the road we were just kind of barely leaving like the outskirts of the uh of, of the town and uh, i wanted to get a little uh you know a little footage of curtis rolling down the rolling down the highway and so i took my phone out and i started you know recording him and i really just wanted to get some footage of him just riding like you know i <laughs> obviously you guys ride at your own risk and you guys do whatever it is that you guys are going to do when the camera's out and if you guys want to get yourself doing some cool shit then <laughs> ride rider 
writer uh, responsibility, right? Um, Curtis twisted the throttle. He wanted a little, you know, footage of him kind of like speeding off kind of type thing. And I get it. I've done the, I've done the same exact thing myself. And if anybody, if any of you that have uh, had your friends pull out their phone when you're on the highway or a GoPro or something, um, you probably done the same thing. You know, you're like, oh, I'm going to get a little cool footage. I'm going to like, wow, fly right by the camera or something. And so we took off and we were already doing 85, 86, something 87. And I say, I say those numbers because he told me, um, the cop got me at 87. And so we were coming around this corner. So he took off and he, uh, he, we, he hit it to the cops said he got him at 105, but we were, he took off for the camera and right as we come around this corner, there's a cop right there. And uh, it's a highway patrol and uh, just a minor, minor sweeper, just where you can't see around the thing. And uh, um, there was the cop. And we both saw him. And Curtis, I saw I saw Curtis like uh, I actually was recording him, obviously, as as this was happening. But um, I saw him like hit, <clears throat> excuse me, tap the brakes and just got. <laughs> and I saw and I, I knew why, because I saw the cop right there. And I, I slowed down, you know, let off that throttle. But I was I was maintaining the speed that I was doing, which was about 85, 86 or so. And uh, the cop, soon, as soon as we went by him, the cop pulled out right behind us. And we're like, I'm like, oh, shit, man. And uh, Curtis is in the left lane. It's a two-lane highway. And Curtis is in the left lane, and I'm in the right lane. Cop pulls out behind us, throws on the red lights. He's in the left lane behind Curtis, okay? I'm in the right lane. Now, Curtis starts to get behind me over in the right lane, and the cop moves over also. I'm slowing down. We're both slowing down. Curtis pulled off. There was an off-ramp that was coming up. I was just going to go park underneath the bridge because I'm not pulling off the freeway. I'm just going to go park in the shade. If you're going to give me a ticket, I'm going to at least go stand in the shade. So there was an off-ramp that was there with a bridge. And so um, that's where I was headed. Well, Curtis pulled off and the cop, I guess, well, obviously had to pick one or two of us and he picked Curtis and up the off ramp. He went and I saw them in my rear view mirror and I saw the cop go up, which this reminds me, this is why I wanted to get a GoPro 360. I need to do that because I could just hit record and captured all of this. If I had a 360 front back side, I could have got him getting pulled over everything, both of us. <laughs> Um, but Curtis went right and went up the off ramp and the, uh, the cop went up the off ramp with him. I, I decided to go down. I'm like, well, sorry, man, not sorry. Like, I'm like, well, I'm not going to go stop. I mean, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm just going to wait here for him. Fuck that. Like <laughs> I'm gone. Like the cop went that way. I'm gone. So I took off and I went down probably like two, three, four, eh, maybe just like two or three off ramps. Didn't go too far. Cause I was thinking, I'm like, well, this fool could be calling somebody saying, Hey, there's another bike that just, that didn't pull over. If you see him, stop him. Or I don't know. So I didn't want to go like too far of a stretch. So I went off of like an off ramp. I got off and it would just, wouldn't you know it? The bar that was there was called outlaw. So I dipped behind the back of this bar. I got a picture of it too. Cause they had like this, somebody like they had this big, uh, container that they use for storage and someone painted it like they had someone come and paint it like graffiti style or something and it has their design on it, it says outlaws casino and bar or something it was like a card place or something it was uh, definitely biker um biker friendly let's just put it like that and so i thought it was uh, i thought it was um funny that um 
that I dipped behind this bar called Outlawed Bars. I'm like trying to like dodge these cops that uh, <laughs> that probably weren't even chasing me to be honest. But <laughs> but you never know. Fuck that shit. I'm not trying to find out if they were or were they or they weren't. You know. So I dipped behind this thing and uh, I gave Curtis my address. He came up, uh, told him where I'm at, and he rolled up and he's like, "Yeah, I got it. I, I think I'm gonna post it to my YouTube because I I asked him. I'm like, "Hey, you mind if I record it? Because I pulled my camera out, so I kind of started vlogging a little bit as I was waiting for him and um as he pulled up i had my camera out now he started talking and i was like hey do you mind if i hit the record button he's like no nah, 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 go ahead so uh, he was a good sport about it kind of shitty of course kind of shitty way to you know start the the morning or at our after our first gas stop uh, but they said he got him at 105 when he was like that's what he got him at his radar got him at um, and then he said he got me like at 86 or 87 or something like that. And he told him that he was, he wanted us both. And, um, that I, obviously I'm sure he went after him cause he got him at a hundred plus and at a hundred plus, man, I think you get your license taken away. You get your bike taken away. And I guess if there's any silver lining to the whole thing, uh, like I, I forgot what he wrote him up for, but he wrote him up for, he wrote him up for speeding, but something that is not like, uh, you know, getting your, you're not going home with your bike and type shit, you know? Um, so if there's any positive or anything that came out of it in that sense, um, I guess it's that. Um, so, but that was, that was kind of shitty. But from there, you know, I said, Oh, let's cruise it. And Curtis is like, nah, I just don't ride that way. So, uh, we did for a little bit, we were cruising a little, you know, a little bit slower, uh, cause we were doing probably like 85 to 90, even 95 at, at times, just averaging that on the way up. We made really good time on the first leg cause it was just dark. We were just going, um, and so we were and, and no cops are really out at that time. There's nobody out on the road on a Saturday morning at five o'clock in the morning. So, uh, we made really good time on the way up. And then after that, we definitely toned it down a little bit and there are places, you know, if you're smart about it, as soon as you get outside the city limits, give yourself like five miles or so, like a little buffer zone. Once you get out the city limits and you're kind of in the, you know, the outside skirts, then you can, you know, and you'll see, see, you'll even see signs. They say like 70 miles per hour. They let you go faster. So shit, you, you just give it a little bit, know your boundaries of when you can turn it on and when you, you know, you got to turn it off, so to speak. Um, and so anyways, we made it back. We made it up to Laguna. Um, I think we got there around 1030, 11 o'clock. Maybe it was about 1030, um, is the time that we got there. And, um, here it was funny because first of all, there was a long ass line to get in. If you've never been there, Laguna Seca is up this hill. It's kind of through a forest. You got to pull off the 101 and you go down about 15, 20 minutes down this road towards Moro. I'm sorry, towards uh, Monterey. And um, when you get to the entrance of it, you don't see anything. So you just see this hill that you got to go up. And then you kind of drop down into this bowl of a of a thing when you when you get up to the top of this hill. There's just kind of this bowl and it's this track that's inside of it. Um, but the line, if you've been to Laguna Seca, the, the snake road to get from the main road up into the, uh, area, it's, it's pretty windy or I'm sorry, it's pretty long and windy, I guess. But, um, it was probably like the, the cars were backed up. I'd say, man, a little bit more than halfway up and then the traffic hit. 
and it was just cars and we were on a bike so we just went around that shit i'm not waiting i'm not being a retard and sitting there waiting we just went around and we had tickets already so they just scanned them gave us a little wristband and then we pulled in and here i was i thought oh sweet look how good parking we got because they like lined us up into this thing and i'm a retard i don't know normally i will but i don't know what i was thinking i don't know what i was doing i've never been there for this event i know it happened there last year but i've never been there for this and normally i'll just pull in and go yeah i'm over here with so and so you know like i'll just if they don't know they don't know they're not going to stop you or anything like that and so anyways they directed us to this parking and i pulled in and we parked and uh there was kind of like this helmet check-in area, and then there was like the kind of like the kids area and stuff. And I and the way it was set up, I thought, oh, well, this is like the entrance to it because there was like um, I think Indian was out there, and they had like some demo bikes, or they had a bunch of bikes that were lined up, so it made it really feel like you were walking like right into it. Oh hell no, we parked way like they parked us way out there. It was a mission just to get to like where the the vendors were and where the stunt lot was and the show and like the V Twin Visionary show. It was a mission to get all the way. We, we were, I thought I was so stoked. I'm like, we're parked right in front. Yeah, that worked out perfect. Heck no, we were <laughs> we were so far. We were out there. Um, uh, so next time I'm just going to like mob in up, you know, I don't know why I didn't just drive in and just put my bike in the show win or lose. I didn't, doesn't matter. I just want to park right here in the show. Like <laughs> I want to park front row. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we walked in when we got there. Um, I think a stunt show had just begun or was just about to begin, uh, unknown was out there in the parking lot. Um, so they were getting down out there and we walked around, checked out some vendors, you know, did a little, sightseeing i guess with the vendors that we came in, cro in contact with first uh, grab the beer real quick you know walk around with at least a beer in our hand did a little quick rip kind of through the v-twin visionary um area there uh which is where um, jeff holt is and um his wife you know sunshine maggie um and so they had, you know, their the show that was going on there. Uh, Harley was like right there as well. I think it was a Harley sponsored style event or um, show. And so um, a lot of nice bikes up in there. Um, but we walked through that area real quick. Just you know, said what's up to a couple friends. Um, saw some of the bikes. There were still some bikes that I think were rolling in. Definitely, I know Trevor wasn't there yet when I got there, and it was already like eleven, eleven. Yeah, it was like eleven, eleven thirty. But I know he was coming up from. Uh, um, you know, his place and, um, shit happens, man. You know, you just kind of get late, but, um, I know he wasn't there and there was a, uh, Victor wasn't there as well when I rolled up. So there were a couple friends that I was expecting to see there at the, by the time I got there that were not. So they rolled in a little bit later. Um, since they weren't there yet, um, I kind of made my way through with Curtis through the rest of the vendor stuff. And him and I, uh, made our way over to like the paddock area where all the garages are and everybody's setting up their shop for the weekend where they're working on their bikes and their bikes are staged. I mean, you got the big guys in there. You got everybody over there. Um, if you've never been to Laguna Seca, where, where at least how this was set up, this event was set up is you had all the vendors and there's a bridge that will connect one side of the track to the other. And the way that the vendors were, when you'd go over the bridge, then you would go over to the side where all the garages were and all the shops, you know, all the manufacturers or the, um, the, uh, you know, Ducati and Suzuki and Harley and everybody, you know, all these racing teams that were there, um, they're set up on the other side. There's food over there um, and everything. So, I, you know, 
I'm, I'm a gearhead. I like to geek out on that type of stuff. And so walking through those and, and my friends were over there too. You know, I was over there talking to Mike and, and all that. So I wanted to walk, walk through that area. Um, so we kind of made a little bit of a trip, but as we were like, as we were going over to that area, the race for the, um, bag of racing stuff had just begun. Um, it was a qualifying race first. And then afterwards it was a, uh, King of the baggers challenge. I think it was like 5,000 bucks or something like that. Now, um, the race had just started or it was just about to start. Actually, I take that back. We had a little bit of time to go and like kind of walk around the area and kind of make a kind of a path. We went to go look for our buddy, Mike, um, in my garage and that team, cause we were talking to them and they said, yeah, we're over here. So we were trying to go and find them and we couldn't find them. So we kind of made a pass through, we saw Harley, we saw Ducati, you know, and so they were starting to say, um, uh, well, real quick before when we were walking through there, we were walking through, um, through where the, I mean, Dunlop's out there, Harley, Suzuki, we were walking through these guys' garages, um, and Ducati, Ducati had a giant spread out there. Um, and these guys got massive trailers. I mean, semis and with like canopies, they got all their tools, Mac snap on, they got, I mean, they bring the whole damn shop out there. It's insane. So if, if you're kind of a garage guy, you're, even if you're not, you can appreciate like, holy crap, like this is insane. But if you're a garage guy, you can appreciate that much more because they're working on the shit right there. Now this is these guys jobs. They're doing it as their job. Um, but it's insane the amount of money. Like if you know what you're looking at, even if you don't, sometimes you can just look at the stuff and go, crap, look how much money is around this thing with the, with the semi trailer that's being pulled and the trailer itself and all the tools and the engines that are in these things and the extra parts from suspension to bars, to fairings, to wheels, to tires, to all that shit. It's absolutely insane. Um, so it's, a. Uh, it's something if you've never experienced it, definitely go and make sure that when you're going to like a racetrack, go and walk through that area as well. Now, I don't know if this one was like over the top because this one was big. There was races all weekend long. I mean, all weekend you hear bikes running all weekend long. So a lot of obviously the Harley guys there were to see the bagger racing stuff. But then you had the show and everything else that was going on to fill in plenty of time. And so, um, we made kind of a quick hot lap. I'd say we walked through there for about 30 minutes, but there's, you could spend an hours inside that place. Um, and then the, the bagger racing league, um, or not the bagger racing league, I'm sorry, the king of the baggers, uh, qualifying was about to begin. Now I had not yet seen, um, these professionals like Tyler O'Hara and, and these guys, uh, throwing these bikes around yet. So I, I mean, I've seen them on TV, but seeing it on TV and then seeing it in person, I'm sure you guys know, are two totally different things. And so I wanted to see, I was very curious, you know, how, like how fast are they really taking some of these corners and stuff? And damn, man, I was, I don't know if impressed is the word, but I was definitely a little, uh, like hyped up. I was like, damn, they're getting that shit. <laughs> When we were walking through the um, um, paddock area, um, it was a Vance and Hines um, setup, and their bike, you know, sitting there. They're working on it in between. They're working on it actually right before it was going to go out onto the track. So what we were, what we saw them working on was what they were working on before. It was about twenty minutes from going onto the track, and um, 
the primary side. I was showing um, Curtis, and I think there was another guy that was saw it, that was you know noted or saw it along there with me. Just a guy that was observing um, the primary. You know, first of all, the bike is already lifted as shit. You guys I can imagine. I'm sh- they got these tall ass shocks. They got these two overs, maybe even more. Um, you know, the bags are super like lifted on the things like, uh, the mid controls or like the rear sets for the most part are like up, they're not dragging on the ground. And so (laughs) it's now the, the primaries are in the way. And I was tripping out on the bike when I looked at the primary and I noticed, first of all, one that the, the, where the primary derby cover is. Um, it's not really, in their case, it's not a cover. It's just, it's just one piece, right? They've, they've machined a whole nother primary cover that doesn't have an inspection piece. Um, and so they, I was, I was looking at it going, what the hell? And they had patched up already a hole made of aluminum. They had patched up a hole where the bike had already been scraped through the primary had already been scraped through from going around these corners. And it wasn't from the bike, like falling, you know, falling and like sliding out or anything. This was from hitting corners, hitting dips. And so I saw this before I saw them actually take the track. Um, and the, and now they, they repaired the primary and the, and its current state, you could still see that they are hitting it still. So it might be something that they're just like, hey, we're just going to have to repair that. That's just going to be something like cost of doing business until we can figure out how not to because it's just, they're just going to start scraping. They're just scraping it no matter what they're doing at it. And so when 20 minutes later, when they're out there on the track, I'm watching them and I was watching them around corners, around turns three and four. So there's a, let me try and describe it to you if you've never been there. From the start, there's a straightaway and it dips down into a left-hand turn, which that's turn number one. It's like a 180 basically, um, or actually that's turn number two because there's a small like turn coming off the back straightaway before you hit number two. Number two is like a 180. And then you come into number three, which is like a 90. And that's what goes, it goes straight. And then it hits another 90 that goes into a really long straight. So like they're coming around those corners and they're using every bit of that line on that track, man. And where I was standing, you can see them coming out of turn three and going into turn four. And then they have a big giant grandstand right there also because it's a really good vantage point. Whether you're watching motorcycles or cars, that's why they have a giant grandstand in that part. And holy shit, man. I'm not, I mean... These guys, I mean, now granted, obviously, these guys are professional drivers or professional riders. These guys are riding sport bikes and they've been doing this stuff forever. It's natural to them. They're just doing it and learning it on a different bike there. You just have to learn the weight differences and how it handles and stuff. But the technique for them and and, and the set of balls on them, so to speak, uh, for them to haul ass and, and do this type of stuff is still the same. You know, they still there's just a talent that's there. It's like some of these wheelie guys, like a wheelie, a dirt bike all day long and you just give them a dirt bike or i'm sorry you give them a harley for like a half a day or something in a lot and before you know it they're up oh, yep got this one maybe not even half a day just you know give me a couple couple tries and it's off and going um and so that's what these guys are like they are racing at a whole nother level but we're talking harley davidson is uh, you know sponsor and of course indians out there so we're talking big 
endless amounts of money. I mean, money's not an option. Money's not a money. Money's not a thing. You know, these are these are companies that are have you know big. These are the companies are the representation, um, and so. Um, you have guys out there like, like my homeboy, Mike, Mike is racing against these guys. Cause that's the class that he's in. Um, and I, I want to talk about that a little bit. Maybe I'm going to, I'm going to try and podcast with Mike, but I'd like to talk to some racers about that. Like kind of as a side note, to be honest, like guys like my homeboy, Mike are out there racing against Tyler O'Hara. Now fair. No. Is Mike ever probably going to be, be to the level of Tyler O'Hara? I don't know. I'm not saying that he can't be, but that's a, I guess you have to run with the big dogs in order to try and be the big dog, you know? And, but at the same time, you ain't going to like, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a, I guess not, not controversy. I guess it's just a topic of discussion. I guess that'd be the best way to put it because from one perspective, I see like, Hey, that's the class. That's what you got to do. But um, and that's where you got to race. If that's a class you're going to race in, that's a class that you're going to race in. And those are the guys that are in that class and you got to run it. I get it from that point. But like from a box, like, okay, boxing, there's different weight classes, you know, like you have a lightweight, a feather lightweight, a middle lightweight, a heavyweight, a super heavyweight, a, a light heavyweight. You have all these different type of classes. Now we're talking pounds to, you know, but we're also talking skill level. Now, that's why they have amateur and pro. You know, they, they have amateur boxing, pro boxing. Um, you, P, you know, uh, amateur PGA Tour, a professional. So there are different levels. So I, I, I guess I can kind of see both sides of the discussion, so to speak. So it's an interesting topic that I would like to, you know, kind of dive into. Maybe I can, I'm, I'm going to try and do a little podcast with Mike and maybe a couple of other people that were there at the race um, and hear from them because it's more important that you hear from them, the people that are actually, the their asses are on their seat, actually on the track, riding and crashing and doing all the shit that they need to do to, in order to be out there, you know. Um, so, it's just, it's a, it's an interesting conversation. Um, but these guys were hooking, man. These guys were hooking. I was, uh, uh, just taken back. Like, I'm like, damn, they're getting, I, you, I didn't think you'd see a Harley do something like that. Um, now obviously they got the best people working on these things with the best parts and everything, and they're getting them dialed in with the best riders. So they're, they are pushed, but they are, no matter if you did all that, even then you or a while back, you never thought, man, I wouldn't think you'd be taking a bike like this to that level and pushing it that damn hard and running it. Very impressive. It's it's uh it's impressive to see. It's good for all. It's good for Harley. It's good for Indian. It's just like wow, look at you can race this damn thing too. So it's a really a trip to see that. Um, those races didn't last too long. They were like 15 minutes or something. That was for qualifying because the main race was on Sunday, and then the um, and then right after, which was kind of cool, they had the King of the Baggers Challenge. And what that was, those were just for the pro guys because I didn't see any other guys out there. It was just maybe like five guys and i think it was like the pro guys tyler o'hara and uh, i don't know why that's the only name that keeps coming to mind but it's late it's like i don't know it's like it's late right now i'm trying to just get this one this one recorded um uh but it was just like a king of the baggers challenge five uh three lap dash basically winner take all i think it was five thousand dollars 
And uh, I think that maybe the reason I keep saying Tyler O'Hara, because I think that's who won it. Don't kill me or like yell at me and scream at me if that's not who won it. Um, I was watching it and I was there and I saw the race, but I mean, I was just like tripping out on like watching the race and stuff. So um, it was just a three lap race, um, winner take all, pin it and go. And it was kind of cool in that format because it was like, well, you got to let it all hang out there. You can't wait. You can't sit back and wait for like four laps and just kind of draft somebody and wait until the last, you know, two or three laps to try and reel them in and, and get your, you know, position. It's just three go, you know, you got to run hard. It's three laps. And that was fun to watch. That was, that was very fun to watch. Um, so the thing's going to keep growing. There was a lot of people there to be able to watch it. How many, you know, uh, cause they had all kinds of different stuff. They had sport bikes and Euro bikes and super, you know, they, they had all kinds of different classes that were going on there. So a lot of eyes were on it. Um, and, you know, for me, I was there for the Harley stuff, but I definitely enjoyed watching all the other races because those are insane too. Those guys, it's insane. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty badass to watch these guys. Um, so if you haven't made it to a track, make it to a track day like that because uh, it's very impressive. Um, so once the races were done for me, those are the main ones that I wanted to watch. And then the boys started showing up. Victor showed up. Trevor showed up at the V-Twin Visionary Show. So we made our way back over there to that way. Um, actually, uh, let me... I, I'm lying. When the race was done, we made our way back over to the paddock area and we went over to, you know, talk to Mike in my garage and try and see some of these guys that had just coming off, or excuse me, that came off the track. Um, Cause we weren't able to see them on our first round when we were walking through there. Couldn't find them actually. I think we went the wrong way or something. We, they were like right there where we, we should have made a right. We made a left and they were like right there. Um, but anyways, we went to, when they were done, we went back over there to, uh, go find them, talk to them, went over to the, my garage, uh, you know, area, talked to Jim over there for a little bit. Um, sat down, talked with Mikey had just come off the track. Um, I asked him like, Hey, where's the bike? I didn't know this It's actually interesting, which you know, when we were there, we were chopping it up and I'm going to actually put like this little segment. Cause I took my camera out and I set it on the, on the toolbox or whatever that was there. And I kind of recorded the conversation with me and Mike talking about app, you know, just after his, uh, just after his race. So I'm also going to post that to YouTube as well. Just that little clip right there. Um, so you can kind of get a, you know, or you can hear what he was saying, uh, shortly after he came off the track. But something I learned actually was that, um, when they come off the track, I guess their bike goes into a quarantine and what the quarantine is for, I guess, is because you, you have to pass tech and inspection and all that stuff. And then there's a period between then and then when you just go and race. And so afterwards, it's got to go into a quarantine where they can review it and look at it and make sure that no changes were made outside of the rules or anything like that, which I think, OK, that that seems that seems legit. That seems fair because, yeah, if you get your tech on a Friday and then you're going to go race Saturday, well, who's to say that you couldn't do I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, but who's to say that you couldn't completely like put a whole new engine in there with that's bigger and better than nobody, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, so it's got to go into this quarantine thing where they review it and all that stuff, which was interesting. So I'm going to pick his brain. Hopefully I can get him in here sometime this week and uh, I'm going to pick his brain a little bit on, on some of that. So, um, I'll post that to YouTube. Of course, I'll let you guys know on Instagram, all that stuff. It'll be a, it was, it was a good little conversation, uh, with him right after, you know, kind of post race or post qualifying. Qualifying, I guess is really what it was. Um, 
So I'll make sure to post that. I'll let you guys know. Um, so we walked through there a little bit, caught up with those guys, uh, and then made our rounds through there one more time. Uh, I really wanted to make it up to the corkscrew. I kept telling my friends that were there. I'm like, you know, last time I was here, I was with my wife. We were here on our anniversary. Um, they weren't, there wasn't any, there was a racing that was going on, but it was very like, very, they're, they're not like it was this weekend. Um, it was like some amateur people. We, we parked in the paddock area. It was very, it, it was very mellow and very chill. Um, this time it was like people are camping all around you up on the hills. They bring their campers and their trailers and um, people just set up for the day on top of a hill so you can watch it, you know, so it's a whole thing. And so the last time I was there, I didn't make it up to the course group because you got to walk up this hill. It's kind of a hike, you know, and I was telling everybody I'm going to go this time. I'm going to go this time because I wanted to watch it. Uh, I wanted to watch him come down that thing. And uh, I never made it over there. I never made it over there again. I didn't make it up that hill. Uh, I told myself I was going to and I had all day long to do it. I had plenty of time and opportunity probably to do it. I just, I don't know, I guess I got caught up and just never made it over there. Um, so when we were done with that, um, uh, we ended up going back over now to the V-Twin Visionary area. Uh, now all the bikes are there. You know, Trevor's there, Victor's there, Monglide. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, Bay Area kind of bikes, some NorCal bikes, you know, some Baggers, Road Kings, some nice Dinas, a lot of good flavor there. So we went back over to that area, hung out there, you know. All right, guys. Hey, real quick, let me let you guys know about my homeboy Roger over at Shirt Bandit. Um, I was looking for a shirt guy for the longest time, and I'm so glad I came in contact with Roger. Um, he takes care of everything for me. Um, his customer service, he answers my text messages, he returns my phone calls, my emails, and he makes sure that I'm satisfied with everything that he's putting out for me. Um, he's got screen printing, DTF and DTG, which is direct-to-garment printing where you can just do a one-off design or you can do a big giant bulk orders for you. It's been easy and convenient for me. He takes care of all of my drop shipping needs for me. It's been a really good relationship and I'm glad that, I, that I'm working out with Roger. If you need anything at all, any merchandise uh, for family reunions, you're starting a business, you have a business, whatever it may be, hit up my homeboy Roger over at Shirt Bandit. Let him know that you heard about him on the Harley Showcase podcast and he'll get you taken care of. That's Roger at Shirt Bandit on Instagram. And let's get back into this one. What do they say? Shake hands and or kiss babies and kiss baby shake hands or something like that. I don't know. We just went over there, bullshit, hung out for a little bit, you know, said what's up to everybody, you know, met some people, did some networking. I guess that's where you could say I did a lot of networking was within that area, uh, meeting people to be able to maybe, you know, future podcast bikes that I liked. Um, I was talking to Jeff and I was talking to Maggie, talking to Jillian with Bulletproof Snacks. She's uh, she's on tour with them as well because the V-Twin Visionary is like on a whole tour. They got this giant RV, which is pretty sick. Um, so I was just kind of networking with them, talking to them a little bit, you know, while, while I was there because um, I have to. That's what I was saying. You know, you, you kind of have to be um, you, you got to be out there. If I'm going to do this, you can you have to be a face, you know, people have to see you, they have to, you know, and, and, and it, it is, people have to see you as far as like in the scene, so to speak. I don't want to say industry, but people within the scene have to see who you are, um, in order for you to be any relevance of any kind. Right. And it's, 
it's very humbling to to have people walk up to me and go, hey, you're Ray or you're Ray. What's up, man? You're Ray from Harley Showcase. Or they always say, you're Harley Showcase. And it's so weird. I, I It's Ray, just a reminder. It's uh, it's Ray. So when you see me, you can call me Ray. Uh, but I, like I always tell everyone, but we have aliases and mine happens to be Harley Showcase. So anyways, um, it's uh, it's very humbling to, to be at places like this and... People come up to me and go, hey, man, I like what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. I listen. Um, I like the people that you have on there. Whatever the, whatever it may be, um, it's very humbling and it's very appreciated. Um, I, I'm going to remind you guys, if you're listening, um, please don't hesitate to come up and tell me that. I mean, I'm a I am a, I'm a I can talk to anybody or anything. You know, I'm a people person. Um I guess not all the time. I could be like grouchy and all that shit, of course, too. But I mean, you know, I, I like talking to you, especially if I'm an event. That's what it's all about. Right. So um, there was somebody that was saying, oh, he's too shy. Like there was a group of friends that were busting to do the balls because they were all like, oh, what's up, man? You got any stickers and stuff? So I was giving them all stickers. It felt really weird because I was like handing out stickers like they were like I was not like a select. It was just it was weird. I was just handing out a bunch of stickers, to a bunch of guys. But um, one of them was like not he didn't get stickers. And one of his buddy was like, hey, can you get a sticker? He's too shy to ask or something like that. It was funny. And I told him, I'm like, well, now I'm going to make you ask, man. So, you know, I, I have that type of uh, mentality that attitude you know I'm, I'm it's easy carefree um you know don't don't be intimidated or worried or anything like that just come say what's up homeboys i swear man um that it, it's pretty it's pretty I, I might be like preoccupied with something like maybe i'm talking to somebody else or i'm text messaging or something like that but but come and tell me what's up man like for real like um because it's very humbling it's appreciated so um it's also on the other end nice to be out there and and feel that love and feel that support and stuff so um thank you guys very very much from uh, you know deeply on that portion of it it's nice to meet all you guys uh, at these different events um and so we kicked it there for a while man um the I, I wanted to stick around support my homeboy trevor support victor uh well not support him but just kick it with them you know what i'm saying but you know just i wanted to be there when also when the announcements were made for the um for who was going to win because there was some bomb ass bikes there man there was a there was a, and it actually ended up winning i'm going to try and probably put together a little like um like youtube um, like a uh, little edit or something with some music or something like that. And you'll see the different bikes that I, that were there, um, inside of that, um, road King with like a Springer front end, um, uh, dude's Dinah, I forgot his name, uh, but he took best Dinah, the paint immaculate. Of course, Trevor showed up now. It, Trevor showed up in a different fashion uh, also this year or, this time, I guess. I don't, I don't know why I said this year. Um, Trevor showed up in a little bit different fashion. He showed up, as we said, naked um, to the uh, uh, to the show. No fairing, no bags. And I told him, I'm like, Trev, this shit right here, dog, this shit's sexy right here. Um, I love the way that it looked like that. The, or the way that it looked just stripped down and just, uh, you know, a Dyna there no fairing no bags nothing else just like just what it is machinery and uh it popped it popped and it and it did in my opinion because um all the gold and stuff that he did with the bars and the tubes and the forks and the and, and everything because it just it made it all you can see it all you can see all the detail you can see all the underneath the stuff that you know, that is under the bags and under the fairing. And, you know, it, it just was exposed and it still looked fucking 
tits. So, um, he he won. Uh, I don't. I think it was best. I think it was best of show. I think is is what he won. And uh, JMP Cycle sponsored that, so there was like a thousand dollar cash prize, which was dope as shit. Beers on Trevor that night. <laughs> um, and, but I did. I, I was done. I was uh, hanging. I, I was I was up early in the morning. Um, you know, and I was done. I had a couple of beers with him that night uh, downtown. Uh, but that was it. But uh, Trevor pulled that shit off. A lot, a lot of heavy hitters up there. I'm going to try and put a little um, video together on YouTube of the bikes that were there. Because I got a lot of uh, good content with them. Um, Cherry City Bombers hat. I think that's the name of them. They had a the, uh, bagger. I think my homeboy Brad actually worked on that a little bit. Um, if I remember seeing that up at his, um, up at his place. Um, so... And it looked clean in person. That was the first time I think I've seen it in person. It was, it's like this, uh, gray, like this gunmetal gray with like these black with red pinstripe flames. It looks really good. And the flames are up just, I mean, a, f a good flame job goes a long way. It's classic and it's just, it's done right. And I think it also took, um, something as well. If it didn't, should have. Well, not necessarily should have because there was a shit ton of nice bikes there. But I get when you have to be a judge and you have to pick, sometimes it's hard. Because it's a lot to choose from. So, um, uh, so Trev took that shit. Um, I'll post a video of some of the other guys, uh, some of the other bikes that won. Uh, there was a nice road glide there. Um, female rider. I'm sorry, I forgot her name. Terrible with it. I know what it is on Instagram. Like, I can see it on Instagram. If I go pull it up, I'll probably be able to find it. Um, but, um, Good flavor of bikes. And that, and that Road King. There was a Road King there. Let me tell you. There was a Road King there with a Springer front end. Um, and, and it was nothing like I'd ever seen before. And uh, it was clean chrome Springer front end uh, from NorCal, from up in the NorCal area. A lot of NorCal bikes, too. And I'm going to tell you, I recorded something, and uh, I, I guess I could put it out there, too. I don't know why. He made the statement. He put it out there. Why not, why not put it out there for him? I'm, I'm sure he stands behind it. Um, you know, Jeff was, you know, when giving out the awards and talking about it, he was talking a little bit about influence and culture and style and flavor and kind of like orig orig uh, origination, you know, not origination. I'm over here making up words, um, you know, origin, <laughs> there you go. Um, origin of where things came from and stuff. Um, and so, um, I was like, hell yeah, get down. Like, I know who Jeff is as far as like his stuff with, you know, hot bike magazine and, you know, who, his involvement in it and everything. Um, but some, you know, I don't know who Jeff is. Does that kind of make sense? Like, I don't know where his, where his ground is or where his back. I don't know, you know, his, all of his points of view and stuff on things. And to hear him talk about it like that. And to me, um, and you would hear this in that Fast Life podcast um, that uh, the culture base kind of the, the 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 to me, the culture is important. And anywhere that something came from is important to pay respect and homage to where that style or where that came from to me, not 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 necessarily to everybody or everything, because that doesn't mean the culture doesn't mean shit to some people. All right, there's a lot of people. It's watered down, boy. Uh, I got a podcast coming up with this one as well with my homeboy Brad and 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 um, another friend of ours, a little culture-based type shit because um, it's watered down a little bit, you know? So not everything means, 
anything to the to to everybody. Or the culture doesn't mean everything to everybody. It means shit to some people. Um, and so to hear Jeff kind of like say like, hey, you know, we know we're not we. I'm I'm saying for him because this is what he was saying during this thing is that he knows where where it kind of started from, and he knows like homeboys were were fucking around with it uh, before it be kind of hit the scene and went big and did this, you know, and I could hear him talking about it where it's where he's passionate about, he's, he seemed passionate about saying what he was saying because, um, he knew where it came from before. And now he's seeing, it's like, man, these guys are the ones that paved the way. Now it's just a huge giant thing that nobody knows like, and gives any recognition to these guys that were, that were doing it well before at a certain time, you know, like it's important that I think that that gets carried. And Jeff did a very good job, um, in my opinion of, of kind of, <laughs> you know, very good job. in in let's just say in terms of, of biker, biker talk <laughs> is maybe the way I would put it. Um, cause you know, we don't, <laughs> we may say, we will say what we're going to say and we may say it a little raw and unedited and unfiltered. And, uh, I, you know, he, he, he spoke well uh, about where, where kind of where that style was and where, when he was seeing these bikes, he's like, yeah, this is where it came from. This is where I saw it come from. This is where originally where, you know, and, and, you know, it, it was a good little thing for it. I, I, I appreciated the shit out of it. Um, not that that means shit, but, <laughs> um, but, um, uh, they announced the winners. Good, good ass time. And now it's time to go. Now it's time to like wrap up, get out of there. And to be honest, like I said, I was, I was planning on going home at this point. Curtis did, uh, did go home. Um, I know. And I had told him, I said, Hey man, if I find a place for you to crash, cause a couple of my friends had told me, Hey, um, kick it. We got a place for you. You got a bed to stay in. Uh, and I had a couple of options and I wanted to just to, you know, hang out you know, again, network, see some things, be part of experience, uh, Laguna Seca in its entirety, you know, and, um, the, 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 the dad and the husband in me was like, ah, go home. I want to get home and get with my, my wife and my kids and stuff. Um, and then the other part of me was like, I'm here, experience it, you know, and fortunately, I have a, I have a wife that is understanding and, uh, uh, it was like, Hey, if you need to stay, go ahead and stay. And, uh, you know, no, she's mine. You know, don't <laughs> nobody be coming. I need one like that. Nope. No, 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 no. Mine's mine. Um, you know, I, fortunately she, she gave me, uh, the green light, the pass for the night. And so, um, I wanted to be home. You know, I did want to be home, be in my bed, see my wife, see my kids and stuff. But, um, I'm glad that I did, um, did stay. Um, and then in the sense that, uh, there's an after, there's an after thing for it. You know, there is Laguna Seca at the track and you have all that, you have the events and the vendors and the racing and, and the paddock and everything else that's going on there. And that's a really good time. Um, but then there's, um, the kind of the, the evening fun, you know, like everyone's done. Let's go have some fun type stuff. Let's go downtown. And so there's a cannery row, which is downtown, uh, Monterey, um, bunch of shops and bars and like restaurants and right along the beach, really nice area, really cool area. Got some good history and stuff. Um, but it's really cool. And, um, 
all the bikes line up down there. I mean, bikes and cars. You got you got low riders. We had uh, Ferrari or Lamborghinis and uh, Cutlass and all kinds of stuff. And every type of bike. A lot of Harley. This is a good representation of Harley's. I guess is the best way is a better way to put it. Um, from what I understand, again, this is my first. I, I've been to Monterey, but not um, like for for this. Just like with my wife, and you know, um, and so I, I haven't experienced this. And from my understanding is previously, even last year, when it was the first King of the Baggers um, at Laguna Seca, there was Harleys, but not as many as there was this year. They said, well, there's a lot that are out here this year. And I noticed a good amount, but still definitely a lot of street bikes and Ducatis. And I mean, there are even little like Honda 50s that are out there, like mob and buy and two strokes. And I mean, all kinds of stuff. Everything is out there. And everyone just lined up, parked chilling uh, big wheel baggers stereo baggers there was a homeboy that was there that had like a blue it was a blue road glide and um it the the sound the stereo quality that he was putting out it was crystal clear nothing was rattling it was smooth and that shit bumped he had that he had that place like bumping like <laughs> he had me definitely bobbing my head and everybody fucking like moving like and come to find out actually there was a uh, where i was parked he was parked maybe like two two three bikes down from where i was at and then like another two or three bikes on the opposite side of me was um another bagger and they had a like a bad like loud ass um uh stereo system as well um, you know, none of this stock shit or less upgraded just like upgraded amp and speaker shit i'm talking like these are like competition style dudes that are out there and um so he's bumping his shit now if i was being the judge i definitely would have picked the blue road glide because uh, that thing was clear the difference between it the other one was loud as well but the difference between them is that the it, the blue road glide was clear but nothing was rattling on that bike nothing with the base that it had it had it had a nice amount of base but the bags weren't rattling the fairing wasn't rattling nothing was moving and then the other bike it did you had to listen for it a little bit like if to the layman probably you probably you could probably hear it if you were standing close enough to it and stuff you kind of oh, what is that you know but um to me, when I, because my bike was pretty close to him and I parked next to him when I want to go grab something to my bike or something, um, you can hear like, and not a crazy ton where it's annoying because you guys have probably heard those trunks where it's like, and, and you hear more of the rattling latch than you hear the fucking bass. It's nothing like that. <laughs> it wasn't anything of that sort. Um, it was, um, it was just enough where you can just kind of hear it compared to the other one. Now, if that was the only bike in the parking lot that was sitting there, you probably would be like, damn, this shit sounds fucking great. But there was another bike that was just a couple down from them uh, that was better. And you can tell the difference. Now, funny enough, uh, I was talking to the guy uh, with the Blue Road Glide. I forgot his name. Um, terrible with names. If you guys are wondering or you care, if you tell me your name and please don't take offense to it. Um, I, I'm terrible with names. I, I'm really bad with names. I have to meet you a couple of times and probably say it a few times uh, before it'll like really stick. So don't take offense to it. <laughs> um, 
he was, uh, I was asking him and talking to him, I'm like, man, do you go to like competitions and stuff, you know, like with this thing? Cause it was, it was, it was loud. You can tell that, or I definitely got the vibe that it felt like he was more than just like a, this was like a, a clean ass stereo system that he put on his personal bike. Like he was, you know, people, people compete in different things. Some people compete with the show quality. Some people compete with stereos, you know, things. And so he actually was, uh, exactly that he was building the bike and had the bike for a stereo competition. And the guys that were on the opposite side of me, two, three bikes down, he was telling me that they were his competition and they were actually going to be at a stereo uh, competition the following weekend. I forgot where he told me the show was at, but that was his competition uh, the following week. And I told him the same thing. I said, hey, well, if you're asking me and it matters, you definitely got him, Mark, man, because your shit sounds clean and crisp. It was it was a very clear. It made me miss the um, the stereo on my uh, on my road glide for sure or on my on my bike, I guess. I used to have a bunch of speakers on there and just mob down Main Street and just like if you're hearing what I'm hearing, you're you should be vibing because I'm vibing right now. So <laughs> uh, it, it made me miss that where I would just cruise down Main Street and everybody hearing what I'm hearing. Just like, I don't know. It was it's a vibe, you know, so maybe I'll I'll kind of maybe I'll dip my toe back into possibly putting a uh, some type of stereo back on the road glide. But I'm all right with the with the head unit for right now. Uh, but that place was popping. Uh, it went on. We were down there for a few hours. Um, you know, burnouts were happening. The cops came by and um, for the most part, everything was cool. But um, the cop, well, the cops ended up coming by and just like parking like right, like three, four spots down from us where we were kicking it at. Kind of busted up the party, busted, busted up the, uh, you know, busted it up for a while. Um, but you know, when you're with Trevor, you <laughs> see how far you can, uh, you can push it. <laughs> and it was funny because the cop pulled up and, and just, I mean, he just posted up, like he just pulled up, pulled into this spot where no bikes were. And obviously nobody's parked around him. And, uh, he just sat on his bike with his thumbs, you know, cupped up in his fucking bulletproof vest and his thing right there. And he's just sitting on his bike, laid back with his, thumbs just cupped up in there and i'm like fucking power dickhead move just rolled up bop pulled in right here and everyone's like fuck can't do burnouts can't do shit you don't want to have the music you told homeboy to turn the music down that it was too loud it was like it, it was like oh you killed the vibe man killed the vibe but in a uh, typical trevor fashion i what did he call it i recorded it <laughs> oh a karen pass is that <laughs> that's what he called it he's all like, that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna use a karen pass right now we're gonna use a karen pass <laughs> because what we were doing shortly before that is we were revving the shit out of our engines like um, like i had moved my bike over to because there was a spot that opened up close to where trevor's bike was so i moved my bike over to where his was closer and when i was parking it you know all all night long there was people going up and down the street and revving their engine whether it was in a car or a motorcycle or sometimes one of the bikes just parked along the side of the street would just turn their fuck and like the street bikes would and shit not a lot of harleys would do it but the street bikes would turn their damn bike on and they got them little shorty exhausts that are sticking out the bottom and they're fucking loud and we're in like in between buildings and it's kind of like tunnely so it's just echoes it's loud 
They would just turn it on just they would just rap on that thing. And so uh, when I pulled my bike uh, over where Trevor's was at, and I'm like, well, fuck it, we're going to light this thing up too. So we lit it up. And then that's a shortly after, actually. I mean, seriously, maybe like two minutes after that. Uh, is when the cop showed up <laughs> and so we let it chill for about five ten minutes and then trevor being trevor um he goes watch this we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna use the Karen pass <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is a Karen pass <laughs> well let me break it down to you a Karen pass is when you find a karen everybody knows what karen is right you find a karen in the crowd but Karen isn't Karen. She just looks like a Karen, but it's a cool Karen. Okay. Are you following me so far? So let me just break it down to you. Karen pass. Okay. Um, that's what we used to have a little bit of fun again. So Trevor, um, and I got some video of this. Maybe I'll post it on like a reel or I don't know. I'll post it somewhere. Cause I, I did get video of him coming out. Like after we did it saying, calling it a Karen pass. <laughs> uh, I got to look it up. Cause I remember we were busting up. Um, Trevor found again, what I said looks like a Karen, but doesn't act like a Karen. Okay. That's the key. That's the secret. You got to find one that looks like a Karen, but isn't a Karen. All right. And so uh, they were like standing around the bikes. They were like, I don't know, they were 50. You know, they were older, older women. I don't even know who they were. They could have been lesbians. They might have been lesbians, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because the other one was taking pictures. It could have been sisters. I don't know. But <laughs> they were older and they were together. And um, Trevor was like, hey, you want to rev the bike or you want to start it or something like that? And so I think she sat on Trevor's bike and Trevor, you know, Trevor's like, put your hand up here. And so Trevor put her or she put her hand up on the throttle. She's like, he's like, you want to start it? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. So Trevor started it and her hands up there on the throttle and Trevor, you know, turned it on and now it's running. And the cop is like, the cop is like three, four bikes from us. Mind you, he just showed up five minutes later after we just turned our engines off. Or I'm sorry, after we just shut it down from like revving the shit out of our engine. I'm talking like governor type shit for just like, like annoying. Two, five minutes ago, he was there showing up for us for that shit. Trevor turns and fucking gets, gets uh, Karen on the bike, the lookalike Karen uh, on the bike. It turns the bike on. Now, now we're three, four bikes, and Trevor's got that that pipe, that SPF, SPF, I think is what it is, and that Mackie engine and that cam, and it's just it's just thumping, it's just fucking thumping, and it's in this echo, it's loud, so it's 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 already like oh shit, everyone everyone kind of knows around like what's going on, like oh shit, like we're everyone knows that we're testing right now we're in kind of test mode and so uh the lookalike karen is sitting on the bike and uh trevor you know walks up to her and goes hey give it a little bit give it a little bit and uh she gives ah, and she just gives a little prop prop you know a little thing and and trevor's like no 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 like give it like you know really give it and she gave it a little bit more like bah. and trevor's like no what and trevor like trevor her hand was still on throttle and trevor goes no 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 right here and he just held it wide open full like full wide open throttle and it's just pinned like is just screaming and the cops like three or four bikes down it's so loud you can't hear people but you can look around and you can see people's reaction they're like oh shit like oh shit 
<laughs> and she finally kind of finally lets off the rod. It felt like it was probably only maybe like a five to eight second like pull, right? But it felt like forever because <laughs> the cop was just right there. That's what he was there for, was to stop all the fun, was to stop the noise, was to stop the burnouts, was to stop all that. <laughs> And here's Trevor's got the Karen pass on his bike. And I mean, it worked out. It worked actually. She, <laughs> she looked like a Karen wasn't a Karen. The cop fucking didn't do anything. Just looked at us, had some fun. Trevor, he did look over and, the, and Trevor just kind of went, you know, kind of pointed at her a little bit, <laughs> but, uh, it, everyone was laughing and, uh, <laughs> everyone that was around kind of like figured out like what what was going on when we were talking about the Karen pass and shit and they were laughing it was it was a good time the whole street actually once the engine you know turned down from being revved up the whole street was kind of like you can hear the oohs and the ahs and the laughing and the kind of like looking at the cop type thing so it was it was a good time so for those reasons right there are the reasons that I'm glad I, uh, that I have a wife that says, go ahead and stay. And then, um, I, uh, that I decided to stay, um, you know, to experience that type of stuff. Uh, because if you don't experience, if you don't, you kind of have to like, uh, just soak in whatever the atmosphere of whatever event that you're going to, you can't expect it to be, you can't expect the same experience at different events. Right. And I've never been to this one. And, the after party downtown was 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 banging. It was fun. It was a blast. I, I was sitting there bobbing my head. Um, you know, you weren't supposed to drink out there, but there were bars that you can go dip into. People were drinking. You know, it wasn't like extremely like str it was strict, but um, you know, reasonable. Be be you know, use good judgment. You know, when it comes down to that shit, and people can still have a good time and not you know bad things happen and shit. Um, so everyone was having a good time. It was a really good vibe down there. Um, you know, so if you do, if you can, I would suggest making it out to Monterey, uh, for the Laguna Seca races next year, for sure. Uh, my homeboy Mick actually, um, you know, I saw him at the, uh, at Laguna Seca during the day and he's right here actually in Ventura. He's like, uh, you know, a, a mile down the street from me, um, he sat in on the, uh, podcast with the, uh, with the Malibu crew. He went for, uh, with, um, he came and kicked it with us that day as well. Um, but he, he offered up a, a place to stay. He's like, Hey man, if you need a place to stay, call us up. You know, we got an extra bed. Um, something happened with his brother or his brother-in-law. I'm not sure. Some, something happened with somebody, um, where they had an extra bed. So I was like, shit for reals. He's like, yeah, man, I got you. Don't worry about it. Um, so after, you know, downtown, I had a couple of other boys that were offering me up a place that was, you know, five, 10 minutes from where we were at. Um, but I, uh, he had a place over in Salinas, which is about 20, eh, almost 30 minutes away actually. Um, but it was also closer to the one one So I said, fuck it. And I dipped and I took off from there and then went over to his place. Um, I think I got there around 10 30, 11 o'clock or something like that. I was already beat. I was up early. I was up late the night before. Um, I wasn't trying to go like crazy ass rounds. Um, I knew I wanted to get up early in the morning and take off and, and go home. Curtis, you know, busted a mission. He went back home, which is like, I told you what I wanted to do. And when he told me he was back home, cause you know, if you're a homeboy or, you know, homies and shit, you, you just say, hey, man, Hey dog, hit me up when you get home. Let me know that you got home. And he, when he texted me that he was home, it was like, 
8.15 or something like that. And I was kind of jealous. I was like, fuck, I wish I would have gone <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> I was like, I wish I would have gone home. Um, but so I wanted to call an early night. I knew I was going to get up early uh, myself. The plan for me to, was to get up at 5 and, uh, you know, head out, like be on the road at 5. But that didn't work out. You know how that shit goes. Um, but I went over there. They uh, opened up their place for me. They had a nice place, man. It was like, it was a trip. It was right off of the freeway. He's like, all right. It's like, you're going to have to make a right and then another right. And then you're not going to see a sign and such and such and such. It's like, it's kind of hidden and all this stuff. And I was going up the f whatever highway it is. I don't know what it is. A one, it's not the 101, but it's one of the connecting highways up there between like Monterey and out towards Salinas. Um, it might have actually been right off the 101. Now that I'm thinking about it, it was actually, it was, it was right off the 101 because I was taking a, a connecting highway and then it had me get on the 101. Um, yeah, so it was like 10 30, 11 o'clock at night, and my GPS was telling me, like, just bust it. I could see it on my thing, it was telling me turn right, and it was like on the 101. I was looking at it going, How the what? Like, I'm gonna turn right off of the main. 101 freeway and yep that's exactly what it was and i blew right by it i was like Bloom. i was like well i wasn't going that fast because it's telling me to slow down so or I, I saw it coming up so i was slowing down and <laughs> i was like uh, how am i gonna i don't think this is right and i saw it i'm like oh yeah there is a road right there and i went by it and uh, i had to like backtrack i waited for a couple cars to go by and i flipped a quick u-turn on the 101 freeway there and <laughs> I, I wasn't too far and there was no cars it was dark as shit um yeah you had to go up like this it turned right off of the freeway and then you had to go up this hill a little bit then you had to make another right up this kind of gravelly fucking road and then there i saw the sign the sign said you know how they have those signs that'll say like maybe like six addresses go down this dirt road and that's what i saw and i'm like oh yeah that's the address he gave me so i went down the road but as soon as you go down the road of course the rest of the fucking houses they don't have any addresses that at least that i could see because it's pitch dark um and so there, I couldn't see anything. So I'm like, it's like 11, 10, there, there's houses there. And I'm like, fuck, I feel bad because my engine's just, duh, 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 duh. I'm like trying to find where to go. And then uh, I kind of, I'm looking, I'm like, maybe there, maybe there. I looked at his text message and trying to figure out because he was trying to like give me like information on like where to pull in and all that stuff when I got there. And um, I, I, I kind of see like these feet or this like movement in the because they were up on this hill kind of where I was parked at. Um, so I see these kind of feet and moving in this light and they, this garage kind of fucking opening up. And I'm like, I think that's them. And I like, I saw them moving. Like they probably heard me inside. I'm like, Oh, there they are. So I drove fucking up to them and man, I had to go up this gnarly ass driveway up to get to them, but they had a nice place. Um, it was, it was a uh, garage parking worked out perfect. Um, so I, I Mick, appreciate it uh first of all but you know um getting out there and meeting people and making friends and stuff it opens up those doors for people to, and, and being cool you know you got to be you know a, a cool at you know you don't have to be but be cool be genuine be real be straight and uh, it opens up doors um with things like this you know people will invite you in that's the community that's kind of the motorcycle community will open up doors like that for you um and kind of welcome you and you know help you out when you need it and they're like hey you need a place to crash come over here we got you we got you just and then that's exactly what i did i went over there we hung out for a little bit i was surprised they were up they said they were going to go to bed early so i felt bad going over there late but they happened to still be awake um so we kicked it for a little bit they had a couple more drinks and stuff and i was like i'm going to bed uh, so we all kind of went to bed around the same time. I set my alarm clock for five o'clock. 
five o'clock and I'm like, all right, five o'clock. I knew I obviously wasn't going to be hitting the road, but I went up there with uh, no extra clothes, no nothing. I wasn't planning on staying. So I just um, slept in my boxers, put all my clothes down, got up in the morning, turned my boxers inside out, turned my socks inside out, um, uh, put my clothes back on. Um, I stole somebody's like um, little toothpaste. I, I, I saw their toothpaste and I put it on my finger and I like brushed my teeth in the bathroom with my finger. Um, threw a little water on my face, took a shit, took a piss, packed my bike, and then I got on the road. Um, and the solo trip back, um, I enjoyed it. You know, sometimes riding solo for me is good. Um, it kind of just clears the mind. I can figure out the world's problems kind of right there anytime I'm riding my bike. But um, solo because I can just pull off. I, I see something. Like I stop at the uh, San Miguel Mission on the way down from the 101. Never stopped there. Wanted to go check it out. Um, my daughter, like me and my daughter did a project on that for one of her fifth grade projects or something, you know, kids got to build a mission or something. And I think my dad went there. I was so trying to find the pictures of my dad. I'm not sure if that one's that I know there was another mission. I, I, I have a few pictures of him at different missions, um, along the 101 heading up towards like San Francisco area. And so I wanted to try and find, and I couldn't find the pictures on my phone. I even pulled them up in Google. I wanted to try and go and take like a picture in the same exact spot that, um, that my dad had taken a picture of, but I couldn't find the ones from him. And maybe I'm tripping. Maybe he wasn't San Miguel. I know it was like San Juan, San Juan Batista or something. I know there's other, there's other ones that I definitely have of him. Um, with my grandma and stuff, my dad was like a, I don't know, he's kind of explorer in that sense. He loved history, kind of a history buff. So like missions and like Indian stuff and that type of stuff, like really intrigued him. He was always into that stuff. And I always gave him shit for it. Um, <clears throat> you know, just talk a little bit shit to him. I'm like, ah, whatever, man. Cause he would always have the damn history channel on, or we always bust his balls. Like, um, you know, telling it like, um, uh, you know, we'd pick up a little rock or something. Hey, Dad, you hear about this this uh, rock on the History Channel? Tell us a little. You know, we'd always bust his balls a little bit, and he would go along with it. He goes, "Oh yeah, that rock right there. That came from the prehistoric era. That is definitely from prehistoric era." Let me tell you, he he would go along with the thing, um, and sometimes he'd be right, and then other times he'd just be straight up bullshitting me. So um, that's probably where I got my my bullshitting uh, skill from, I guess maybe. <laughs> my quick wit, I guess. Um, so, um, yeah, solo trip on the way back. Um, you know, I, I guess you can say I wasn't in a rush, but I was just like, I wanted to get home. Um, cause I obviously had planned to be home the, the day before and I wanted to see my wife, want to see my kids, you know, um, spend some time with them. Cause as a dad, you know, I do feel guilty. Um, you know, I, like I said, there's part of me that's doing this for work, you know, um, and, and trying to grow what it is that I'm doing and why I'm, I mean, literally I'm sitting in the garage right now and it is, what time is it? Shit, it's going to be 1030. Um, you know, so I'm trying to grow this. So there's part of me that has to be out there. So, you know, I, I sacrifice, call it what you want. I don't know, but it's just something that I kind of have to do, you know? And so the dad part of me and the husband part of me is like, I feel bad. I want to be home with my kids. I want to spend time with my kids. I got to work during the week. I got to go umpire. You know, weekends are my time to spend with them. So, I don't know. You know, it's, that's just a guilty, that's, that's the guilty dad part in, you know, the back of my head and shit. So, I was eager to get home. But, you know, if I wanted to pull off on the side of the road or, you know, I decided to stop and eat some breakfast. I was just like, I was thinking, you know what? I'm just going to stop and grab like a quick fucking bite, like a McDonald's sandwich or something. Scarf it down and go. Um, but where I pulled over there was the gas station, there was an IHOP right there. And I'm like, you know what? 
Let me just sit down and enjoy a meal. Like I'm, I'm totally okay sitting in a restaurant by myself. Don't get me wrong. I can pull up to a restaurant by myself and enjoy a nice meal all by myself. I don't need company. And so, um, I did exactly that. You know, I saw an IHOP there and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna get me some eggs, some hash browns, a little bit of sausage, you know, a little bit of pancake, some coffee. Definitely. I could use, uh, I needed some coffee. Um, so, you know, I, I, it's nice riding solo on the way back, you know, or at least not on the way back, but it's nice riding solo periodically for those things. Sometimes with a group, you know, there's everyone wants to get get to the spot. There's time crunches. There's breakdowns. There's, you know, maybe somebody wants to go check this out. People take longer at the gas station than you want to take. Like you're really on your own time, your own pace, you know, depending on just how fast you want to get to where you want to go or how slow you want to get there, you know. So the ride back was uh, was nice. Just, you know, a little in my head time, just zoning out time, tripping out on some shit that I, that you see out there you know, take a look around, you know, sometimes when you're riding, you just kind of get into a zone. And that's when you're thinking, at least for me, you're just kind of like looking at the road and you're just kind of zoned and you're thinking, but uh, pull your head out of that sometimes and just take a look around. And there's so much shit out there uh, to be able to see. It's crazy. Any ride down that 101 is good. I hit, I hit like left. It was foggy. Then I hit like a good, like warm, not warm, but like just sunny, you know, moderate patch. I wasn't cold. Then it went back into fog. So it was like fog, sun, fog, sun, the whole way down the coast. Uh, till I came all the way, even when I came back through Santa Barbara, yeah, all that was foggy. Then when I got back into town, it was, and then on my side of town, it's always sunny. Then it finally broke, but you know, I got home, I'd say around, let's see, I left there around six. I got home about 1130. Same. It's about the same thing, about five hours, you know, it's about four hours drive time. Um, but, you know, I stopped for gas twice. No, yeah, was it twice? Yeah, twice because I'd filled up once. So I took off from Monterey. I went down the road for like 70 miles before I got gas. So I filled up for, I stopped for gas twice. And on the second one, I stopped for breakfast and, and all that shit. And then head back home. And actually, another reason I wanted the GoPro is because, you know, part of me was telling you another good reason to be able to ride solo is pick your own destination pick or pick your own route, right? Um, you know, the part of me that wanted to get home was just like, just go down the 101 and just keep going. Well, I went up the 101 on the way there. And, um, when it got, when I got to the, what is it? The 154, uh, which is what you can kind of cut across and go over the mountaintop. It'll take you through like, um, uh, like solve, well, not through solving, kind of take you around solving, but it'll take you back there through, uh, Lake Kachuma and over the hill, drop you down into Santa Barbara area. It's a real nice ride. I, I've ridden it hundreds of times, but you know, really good views. It's a good time. Um, I passed it because I was saying, ah, I'm just going to go with the one one. And then as I, when I passed the off ramp and I thought, not nah, fuck that. I want to, that's a nice ride. I want to go through there. Why am I just going to barrel through this shit? I mean, I'm, it's going to, it's going to take me according to the GPS an additional four minutes. Fuck off. I got four minutes. I can be home, you know, but four minutes. Come on. So I actually, uh, you know, those little cutaway things that are in the freeway where the CHP and all the service vehicles and shit can like flip a U-turn. Um, there was nobody on the freeway, at least where I was at. So I was in the fast lane and slowed it all the way down because there wasn't a shoulder right there. There was like a tiny little shoulder, um, slowed it all the way down and then just dipped into that, cut across the gravel road really quick, 
got back onto the 101 north, got back off the off ramp and then made my way through the mountain, you know, and it was a good ride. I wasn't trying to like haul ass or anything like that. Sometimes when I'm going through there, I'm with friends that, you know, we want to just like rip because you've got some nice sweepers and all that shit. But for the, for me, I was solo on this one. And I just, I just cruised right on down that hill or up it on the first part of it and enjoyed the view. It was sunny back there. Or, and then uh, as I dropped down, it's, you know, gets foggy as I was coming down into Santa Barbara. Um, but just a nice little cruise, got home. That's, that's the beauty to me of, of being able to ride solo. I love riding with my friends as well. Um, cause it, as a group, it's cool. Um, uh, but sometimes those solo miles, you know, I just, nobody to report, not necessarily report to a terrible choice of words, but nothing to worry about just me and where I want to go and when I want to stop for how long I want to stop. And, you know, it, it's, it's a, if you don't ride solo often, uh, maybe try and throw it into your repertoire every once in a while because it'll give you a little bit different vibe. Um, you know, grab a beer, just go find a little spot and crack a little tall boy or, or one beer, you know, from a light, nice little mountain mountaintop or something like that. I don't know. Just, I, I, it's just a suggestion, but riding by yourself is, uh, it, it, it add it to your, add it to your shit if you don't uh, do it regularly. Um, so, but that was it homeboys. That was, a that was kind of my trip in a nutshell. A lot of shit happened, you know, in between that, of course. Um, but that was kind of it from, from start to start to finish. Um, it was definitely a good time. I will definitely try and make my way up there again. Um, uh, next year for it, try and make it a yearly event. Um, as the kids get older and stuff, I'm looking at a trailer. So, you know, maybe something where I can like trailer up there just because there was a lot of trailers up there. A lot of people camping at the camp or I'm sorry, at the, uh, at the raceway. Um, so, you know, the way to involve my kids, bring my kids so that I can still be there and hang out and see the stuff, but, uh, have my family with me and shit as well. So, um, you know, but I would definitely advise you, you know, urge you, encourage you to get out there. Um, if you didn't go this year, next year, and I can only imagine next year is probably going to be, uh, even bigger. Um, so if you can make your way out there and I'm sure there's different spots around the country that, uh, you know, obviously the King of the Baggers is going to be going to. And of course, V twin visionary, we were talking a little bit while we were there about, you know, the different spots he's going, they're traveling the country and their shit. So there's going to be other places around the country. It's not just Laguna Seca. Um, so if there's other racetracks that they're bringing this event to you, try and make your way out there. Even if it's three, four five, six hours away, maybe, you know, grab a buddy, Make it an overnight thing, um, you know, whatever it may be. But I know my, I would urge you and encourage you to try and get out to to the uh, King of the Baggers or any of that, you know, that event. It's really fun to watch. And if they have the vendors and everything else that, like they had over here, uh, it's a really good environment, really good atmosphere. So, um, but yeah, homeboys, that was it, man. I appreciate you guys uh, hanging back. I, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I'm going to try and do... Uh, I'm going to try and do this a little bit more, uh, maybe what am I about an hour and 20 minutes right now? I think that's pretty good. It's, it's awkward just sitting here by myself having to like, you know, recap it, but it's definitely doable. I can just, um, I just walk through basically what I remember of my, of my trip and the things that were kind of the highlights and the lowlights and stuff like that. So I may try and do some of this stuff a little bit more, um, not, not so long. Uh, maybe if there's a topic or there's a new part that's coming out or maybe a, you know, a audio review or I don't know. Um, but I think I'm going to try and just maybe sit down and maybe we'll call it raise rants, something like that. You know, whether it's a good rant or a bad rant, like, you know, kudos to this, you know, like props to such and such person or, you know, fuck this 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 type of bike because i don't know whatever it may be but i'm thinking maybe like a little raise uh raise rants or raise raise reviews or i don't know something like that just uh 
a little to break it up a little more flavor a little more variety more than you know not just like huge long podcasts with uh you know with guests and stuff those are fun i love doing them um but they're uh they're a lot of they're good energy but they take you know a lot of time so if i can give you guys more content where there's like just 15 minute 20 minute things listen to and a reminder listen to the shit on your guys ride man if you guys got that lexan shit or something you're on a long ass ride i listen to podcasts on my ride this is one to be able to listen to you know it's good it's a good thing to uh uh, having your ears while you're riding, you know. So, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Let me know what you guys think. Always, you know, message me in, on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, whatever it may be. Um, you know, make sure that you guys please go and like and follow all the different platforms. A little bit of variety for everything. If you guys don't know, it's more than just a podcast. We're over on Instagram where we do Showcase Sunday. Um, feature a writer every single week on on instagram instagram live youtube of course i'm going to be doing more tutorials and some like edits and things of that sort up on the youtube channel and then of course the podcast as well you can now find on spotify as well as itunes uh so things are getting moving now i also set up just uh i want to let you guys know i did set up a little thing where you guys can support the podcast it's not a subscription it's not a requirement it's nothing anything that you guys have to do in order to be able to listen to the podcast but there is an option for you guys to be able to support this podcast so do me a favor and if you guys like the content you guys want to help it out you know to keep this kind of going to help with travel expenses anything uh related to the podcast and the content that i'm putting out you know support the podcast and uh you know go drop a little bit right there in that bucket that's available on the uh, on the website all right i'll put the link inside of my uh inside my bio maybe on the instagram or uh on the uh anchor podcast page there okay uh, so I would definitely appreciate that. Make sure you guys tell some friends, of course. Um, let everybody know about this. Um, got a lot of good, a lot of good podcasts coming up soon. So you guys stay tuned. Thank you guys very much for uh, listening. You guys have a damn good one, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. All right, later. All right, guys, that was the Laguna Seca weekend recap of my. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. A little bit different format with me just sitting here at the mic. A little bit more intimate session, kind of in my thoughts and shit. It was fun. I'm going to try and do these a little bit more often. Um, I want to let you guys know that you guys can support the podcast now. Um, I've set it up where you guys can uh, support it. Uh, any 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 donations, anything at all that goes into this goes right back into the show uh, for equipment, for travel, whatever expenses, to be able to continue to give you guys this podcast. So I would appreciate any of the support that you guys can do. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening and uh, let's keep this shit going. I'll see you on the next.